do you do, fellow kids? Peony here. This episode, we are talking about Marvel, in particular the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we also talk a little bit about comic book history of certain characters, and there's just so much history that you can't not technically spoil something. We really only talk about like Civil War in the comics and Infinity Wars, which has been out for a while, and they're not huge spoilers, but just saying please don't get mad at us for things that have been known for a while by the time of this recording. Thanks, enjoy the episode! Hello, and welcome to Generation Fangirl. You were born in the 80s. And you were born in the 90s. And together, we talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark, Gravity Falls, and everything in between. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing a Are You Afraid of the Dark related shirt today. So that's really that sounds great. Can we, can we please have a, like a spooky episode? Spoiler alert, this is not it. I'm so sorry. Peony yeah. got your hopes up. I know. I wish. On, <laughs> I wish every day was a spooky episode, but let's let's oh, dude let's do that for halloween like afraid of the dark, dark and like uh goosebumps mm-hmm. so many goosebumps oh my gosh i used to rent the vhs goosebumps from mm-hmm. blockbuster so I'm and really now you can find them, them now you can find them on youtube and terrible quality we're gonna do that we're gonna have a movie party it's gonna be good did i tell you who i'm cosplaying i mean i mean dressing up as for halloween no <laughs> You like how I use my weeb term? Anyway, I'm cosplaying the Hex Girls. From oh my god! Mm-hmm. And the Dream is- Group. It's gonna be a very good. I'm super excited. We decided ne- this past oh weekend because, as as we were talking about earlier, it's autumn now, even though it's 102 degrees outside. In yeah, it's it's so this recording is the end of August, but we just have decided that it's now fall we would want it to be fall so it's fall in our hearts it is pumpkin season pumpkin season which is the best Mm -hmm. now i'm kind of bummed out about what our actual topic is no no don't be bummed out (laughs) you you take that out of the recording we are excited for this this episode i am very excited actually this episode we're talking about marvel kind of with a focus on MCU and its influence on Marvel pop culture um, because we have kind of we did not grow up on the MCU but we definitely um, saw the rise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it turning into this huge enterprise mm-hmm. yeah because it I'm sure when you hear oh we're doing a Marvel episode that's a lot of stuff to talk about but we are definitely going the nostalgia route with this um, because at least for me, I remember when that shift that I remember when superhero movies became such a it's so common now, but mm-hmm. for a while it wasn't. And it's just interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. And I know at least uh, for me, I the the first like Iron Man movie and the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was my first mm-hmm. intro into Marvel things, but I was really, I, I grew up more on DC things. Um, 
in the 90s or I guess is that 90s or early 2000s no that's Maybe actually 90s. actually that's a really uh good starting point mm -hmm. um because in the 90s with the exception of and I hate to admit that I never watched the um the X-Men cartoon I feel I, like um, I'm the only person that that didn't like the only like 90s kid like everyone grew up with that theme song and everything I for some reason just missed that yeah. um but otherwise the 90s was very centered on DC I think mm -hmm. about all the Batman films I think Justice about League. Batman the and Justice League and Batman Justice the League animated cartoons. series mm -hmm. and I don't really remember ex except for the X-Men cartoon i don't remember a lot of marvel presence in the 90s and yeah. so i think with the 2000s that's really when marvel took over and they really changed the superhero genre of movies yeah i know i uh, as much as i um am very into x-men now uh my dark secret is that i did not grow up on the x-men cartoons when i was younger i I did watch like X Men Evolution, which was in the early two thousands, um, and I'm I currently working my way through it. I mean, it's amazing, and I'm I'm currently in. I think I'm in season three right now because I'm doing a rewatch because I had never seen all of it. I just remember mm. the only the only inkling of of Marvel things I guess I had when I was younger was with X Men and was with Cyclops, and I remember thinking like, oh my god, he can never open his eyes without shooting laser beams, like. That's awful. That's yeah. the worst superpower ever. And that yeah, it really is. So we have a little bit of a timeline to keep track of when everything happened. Because as we start talking, a lot of movies started being released in the same year. So it just gets kind of confusing. Like there was a lot of changes that went on. So we can go ahead and share this timeline on our Twitter feed as well. Just because sure. I yes. find it super helpful. And otherwise, when I look for various timelines and stuff i have to go to several different wikipedia pages so it's helpful to have everything in one yeah place. and i left out a lot of stuff but you can also see all my fun commentary about things <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and just open up and kind of lay out the, the setting for this this episode so um i was looking up so marvel studios that we know of now was actually formed as marvel films in 1993, I thought that Marvel Studios was created kind of out of nothing uh, in the mid-2000s, but apparently it was With always there. Yeah, I thought that they were, they just or made their own studio, but mm -hmm. apparently that studio had always existed. It was just Marvel Films, and pretty much all they did was they were just throwing their characters to different studios. They were just like, you can have Spider-Man, and you can have... Hulk and you could have Thor and then a lot of things just didn't happen like there was supposed to be like a Captain America cartoon and stuff and there were these like really weird like made for TV Spider-Man movies and stuff that were <laughs> I didn't know existed oh there's a made for TV X-Men movie with like it features like Jubilee I've seen I've seen remnants of it on Oh, on no. YouTube. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's, no, it's that's interesting. Awful. It's very bad. I listened to a podcast about that those, those episodes once, and it was oh boy. A lot of a lot of those made for TV movies were they just use the names of the characters mm -hmm. and maybe a, a vague semblance of their powers, but it was really no gods, no masters, no rules. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Like I I feel like I don't know what 
the financial situation of Marvel was at the time. I don't know if they just I mean, needed Marvel money failed, at least because because yeah, the or, yeah, the the company in general. Like I don't know if like comics just weren't doing very well, so they were trying to get you know extra extra income no somewhere. No one's gonna want to watch a movie about a man who has spider powers. It's just not cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> Give me photos of Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, so um give me movies. And, of and again, like <laughs> just like in the late nineties, it was just they were just throwing them to whatever studio would pay money for them, and then the studios wouldn't do anything with the characters. And if they did, it was really bad and they didn't know what they were doing, and it was a hot mess. But at some point, uh nineteen ninety-four 20th Century Fox gets the rights to X-Men. And they went back and forth with directors and writers and it was they were constantly working on it and they finally released it in 2000. And I remember that coming out in theaters. And it was just crazy. Tell me your X-Men origin story. Well, I didn't have much of a history with X-Men. Like, I knew about them, but I didn't really particularly read them. I was so this more was of a... kind of one of the first, like, superhero, like, big superhero movies. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, there was, there was, I mean, there was Batman movies, and there yeah. was... When did, when did the Batman and Superman movies come out? Batman movies were, like, late 80s, early 90s. Like, they took over the whole 90s. And then Superman was, like, I think, like, the 60s. Yes. And what I find... So, I, I, I'm i sure I saw the X-Men movie um, when I was younger. Uh, I have no recollection of it until First Class, um, which is one of the, the, the newer ones with James McAvoy and everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it really interesting how this was the first Marvel superhero movie but they had a huge cast of superhero characters. So it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't like Superman or um, like Batman where it was focused on one character. It was a group of them, um, a team. And the way that they chose to approach it and to make it accessible to a kind of like a normal audience, I guess, not the nerdy types, is to to dull it down a lot. Not Not necessarily the powers, but all the colors. They made mm-hmm. it very grungy, very edgy, which I think is just, hilarious and we just get all of this black leather so much black leather they like no listen wolverine yellow and blue that's outrageous that's absolutely outrageous no i'm just thinking that. about that throwaway line that he had in the first movie mm-hmm. yellow spandex, making, what you yeah <laughs> and that was okay so that's actually a really good point um so first off i remember seeing the trailer in theaters mm-hmm. and this was okay you have to understand for um, I guess younger millennial listeners, like in the in like the two thousands, the early two thousands, and I don't really know when it started, so don't quote me on this. But trailers wouldn't give away everything. You didn't have teaser trailers for future trailers. You didn't have trailers just showing up on Facebook. Like the only way, like you went and saw a movie, and then all of a sudden there was like I didn't know that they were making X Men. Like I, I don't even remember what I was we watching, also, we but they just, but it just showed so. up, and but the, but I mean, like it just, it just started playing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, is that Wolverine? Oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> and you just, it's just so exciting, and you're like, 
<laughs> we were and also very young, so we didn't like follow. Like there, were, there wasn't a bunch of. Well, there wasn't really social media yet. But yeah, there wasn't a bunch of news coming out. I was also not a young nerd who would go actively seeking like superhero movie stuff. We just didn't really know about that. But it is fun that it was kind of like a a surprise in theater. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. was because again, like there wasn't leaked set video set videos or or anything, and it just no, no I problem. I very much remember seeing that trailer and then seeing the first movie, and it was. You know, it was the summer. I'm pretty sure it came out in the summer. It had to be a summer movie. But I was, well, I'll just go ahead and say it. I was about to start high school. And <laughs> and it was just, I don't know. It was, it, it, I'd never seen anything like it before. And, and, and what I love about the, uh, the first, so it's just, it was just called X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think fans call it like X-Men 2000 or something to clarify which one it was and the the thing i love about it is that there were so many little loving throwbacks to the comic and like the the humor was so funny and it just like like inside jokes with the with the fans who are familiar with Mm -hmm. these characters yeah which we'll talk about later with iron man i feel like they did that as well and it just i don't know i'm a total sucker for anything that's like winking at the audience you know like yellow spandex spandex. (laughs) and not only that but the the so the original x-men movie i feel like the cast was just perfect i feel like everybody hugh jackman forever forever in my mind hugh jackman is just the perfect wolverine the only thing is that Mm -hmm. he's not five foot but (laughs) that's all that's okay and then and then two years after that we got the first spider-man movie via Mm -hmm. sony Yes, which, I mean, just I destroyed say, my little heart. I was just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peony uh, is a very big Spider-Man fan. Um, we're yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know everything. I don't know the whole history. I'm probably a fake geek girl on that no, point. No, no, but, but he's he's your boy. He's your boy. We're super excited for the Into the Spider Verse. But at least boy. as me, as a as a casual Spider-Man fan, I. I've really, yes, the first movies are a lot. Oh my gosh. Do you know that <laughs> that scene in the third movie where freaking like. What third movie? The thir- <laughs> okay, exactly. You're that, oh, you're that person? Okay, yeah. But listen, no, I actually Franco, lucked out. I actually lucked out because I had to work that summer. So I could not see it that Thursday night at midnight. And then so Friday morning, all of my friends were in a bad mood. They were like, don't see it. I was like, oh, okay. And then later on, I heard the legend. Speaking of Spider-Man, the new Venom movie, every time I work at a movie theater, so I see a lot of trailers, and every time I see that Venom with the, God, the, the CG is so nice, his tongue is so big, it's very scary, and yes. uh, anyway, um, and there's, I, I just, okay, as a casual Spider-Man fan, yes, those first movies, especially that, that scene in the third movie with uh, James Franco, when he's just like smiling and eating pie, and he's like... <laughs> so good i just i die i've watched i've watched that clip on youtube yeah my recollection my recollection of the third movie is just random gifts so i just make my own story the cheek wobble the the unfortunate cheek wobble do you know what i'm talking about when he throws his jacket off and his face like wobbles yes so gross oh he's so pasty looking dark spider-man um but 
despite despite the 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 funny movies i really enjoyed that we've been able to see three different renditions of um of spider-man in cinema mm-hmm. i think it's kind of a treat because I, and I, I love personally have like love them all yeah like, they've all it's... been definitely uh specific to their time i like um toby mcguire he's okay he's very old for it and i always prefer a young peter parker but I yeah, really like I Andrew think, Garfield's um, yeah. rendition of it. He was just he was just more like a college age Spider Man. So mm-hmm. it's funny that they all just keep getting younger. Well, but I Tom mean, Holland, he's awesome. I love. That yeah, movie. he's he's perfect. It's really funny though because um, so with Toby and Andrew, like you know, they were either older or kind of my age. So I didn't feel weird about being in love with them just because <laughs> they were Peter Parker. But with Tom, Tom younger than me. he's younger he's than like me he's like ten years, he's like t- ten years younger than me. So he's just this like <laughs> precious little Labrador puppy that I just want to yeah. just protect. And I'm just like, like you're you're doing you're doing so good. He's my like, son. <laughs> he is he's my little brother. Is, yes. And so I Peter just Parker, I want to protect you. <laughs> yeah, and you're too young for this. No, it's okay. I'm Tony Stark in this situation. We all become Tony Stark. We either die as Spider-Man or we see we live long enough to see ourselves become Tony Stark, become the dads. That's extremely accurate <laughs> for me, I feel like. But yeah, anyway, I I apologize for getting off topic. I just I've been in love with Peter Parker since I was five. So yeah. What can you say? I did get a new Spider-Man backpack though. Aw. The little the little lounge fly one. Oh nice. It looks so cool. It's gonna come to all of my conventions now because it's perfect for holding snacks. I'm looking it up. Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. That's dope. I like that. Yes. Okay, well, I will say this. Um, it's very cool to see the progress of Spider-Man movies and to kind of have grown up with Spider-Man or seeing mm-hmm. rather seeing Peter Parker in different modern eras um and that kind of ties in with like the mcu introduced with iron man and then we follow along all these characters and now they've gotten much more modern i feel like they've really gotten a grip on the kind of story they want to be telling it is hard because all of the movies are done by different directors much like comics you get certain writers that you don't want to follow their storyline even though damn it what they make is canon so we kind of have to like accept it or you could be like me and just ignore whatever and build your own little, this yeah. is my canon. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, people will always get upset about things changing, mm-hmm. um, which is just whatever, get over it. Like, um, so, like, we've talked about before, and in addition to being a Spider-Man fan, I'm a really big Gwen Stacy fan. And my first introduction of her was kind of the the 60s or the like the original one and she's very like she's like a like a supermodel like she's very <laughs> beautiful and fashionable and very smart and all of this stuff and like so that was the Gwen Stacy that I always associated with because that's the one that I saw and then she whenever she got modern like a modern reboot or something she always kind of had more of like kind of like a like a rocker like punk style like she's got this like undercut and then in the new one and i'm just like oh my yeah. god look at you look at you you're so precious and Especially, like yeah she looks totally different and but it's like everyone's okay with that though yeah and I, I see, I think MJ went a little more prep, um, especially during the 2000s. Mm-hmm. They made her a little more preppy um, mm-hmm. and kind of spun the like prep girl versus science girl kind of thing. 
Um, and it's really interesting to see how these characters become more modern because they they don't age essentially, but we get to see mm -hmm. them representing um, their age and their youth in different yeah. times. Anyway, back to the timeline. We got on Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, so um, well, this, was, this was our introduction to to Marvel. Was it's true? Like Spider-Man and it's true. Like the like. I associate you with X-Men and you associate me with Spider-Man. And those I were just not. the first ones that kind of came out. Unfortunately, I did not get into X-Men at the time, though. So, that But I mean now. Another time. I mm -hmm. mean currently, today. Mm -hmm. But Spider-Man was my introduction to, to Marvel also. These yeah. And, it, and so the, the Spider-Man movie was, was felt very much like the X-Men movie. Like there, it was, I felt like the casting was great. Mostly William Defoe being super spooky and just it, it seemed very much like a love letter to comics in general because I felt like I, I it's hard to explain but it's like when I, I felt like the the way the um the cinematography and the music and everything it felt like a comic book mm -hmm. if that makes any sense and so during this time X-Men belongs to Fox Spider-Man belongs to Sony they're doing great. And during this time in the mid 2000s, Marvel is going back and forth with trying to buy all of their characters back. And it's it just takes a while because it's negotiations and paperwork and boring stuff. But that's pretty much what's going on in the 2000s. In the meantime, we have this dumpster fire called Fantastic Four. <laughs> Yes, and, and it, we've was, talked, it was just not good. We've talked a little bit about this uh, off mic, but I I'm just, really sorry if you're like the biggest Fantastic Four fan ever. It just uh, the know. movies have not made me interested in Fantastic Four. Neither have comics that I've perused. I just really don't like Reed Richards. Um, he's supposed to be like the smartest guy in the world. He's also a giant dick. So you know, don't really want to read about you. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Don't know much about it. I I would be willing to to look into it a little more, I guess. But I just I don't find them overall charming maybe maybe it's because there's only one girl on the team that honestly i know it's kind of cliche but that might be it because i've always kind of been annoyed with the the trope of the girl of the squad um yeah and also like i i will give credit that possibly maybe current fantastic four storylines that are going on now maybe they're super interesting maybe they're really awesome i I, I really have no idea. Yeah, their, um, their, their team switches up a lot, too. Anyway. Yeah, and I just, I, I always got the sense of, like, oh, well, Sue Storms is is super intelligent, and she's, like, a, a complete genius and, and all of that stuff, and she's also a total babe! And it's, yeah. like, like, you say yeah, that she's yeah, all right. these... Yeah, like you say that she's all these amazing, like she has she like has this high everything. IQ, but like you never see it. <laughs> like they she never... has to be everything and Reed Richards just gets to be super smart and jerk, but we're all supposed to want to have him be the main character. Um, this comes from a place of just, these are just my impressions of it, but uh, eh, moving on. <laughs> but anyway, I mean like Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer, they didn't, they weren't like super great. I think it just like there wasn't anything else playing so they did okay. I feel like at least in my opinion superhero movies they were fun. They were they were summer blockbusters but they weren't anything really big until mm -hmm. 2008 Iron Man. I think Boom. 
And let's get into phase one. Yes, phase one. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Fangirl. Just another reminder to please give a thumbs up or a like or a vote or whatever it is to whichever platform you're using to listen to this episode. We are on so many platforms that I can't even remember all of them. And this just helps with visibility. This doesn't give us money or anything. This just helps people find our podcast. Because as I stated in previous episodes, I couldn't really find many podcasts that were about geeky topics that were run by women. There are a few, but I kind of wanted there to be more. So it took some digging to find some, and this really helps people find our platform. And so we can get conversations started and just build a community and all that super fun stuff. If you would like to contact us, we are on Twitter at GenFangirlPod. And you can also use the hashtag GenFGPod. And that way you can comment on things that we've said in the episode. We can start conversations with us. You can, you know, give us ideas for new episodes, all that fun stuff. And if you'd prefer to email us, we do have a Gmail at generationfangirlpod at gmail. Thanks so much. Bye. I, okay, disclaimer, I'm a huge MCU fan. I didn't realize that I was this into it until um, I, until these movies have just been coming out and I, I mm-hmm. see everyone, I get excited for all of them and the theories, It's they're very cool. But I feel like the first, like X-Men, Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, these were all introductions to Marvel heroes, but they did not have the vast um, crossover storyline that defines yes. the complicated web of comics. But yes. with Iron Man, it wasn't really a crossover either, technically, but we do get Nick Fury. We do get something you could sense that they were building to something. Yeah, they were because... dropping hits of the Avengers and we mm-hmm. this just felt like, oh, this is this is something. This is gonna be really big. Um, yeah, yeah, because I had no real emotional ties to Iron Man before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. But my roommate my roommate actually was like, no we need to watch this because they're making an Avengers movie. And I was like, what? (laughs) So they were like, yeah, they're making an Avengers movie, but first they have to make a movie for everybody individually first. Mm -hmm. So we're going to watch it and it's going to be good. And it was like, I saw that movie maybe like a handful of times in theaters. Like I remember that summer because there would always be somebody that was like, Oh really? It was good. Maybe I'll go see it. And I'm like, I'll go see it with you. Cause it's really funny and it's great. And it's and it just is, like yeah. it was like epic. I I don't know. It has a obviously it has a very soft place in both of our hearts. I um I went through a bit of a. It was the beginning. It was I, the I honestly, beginning because I went I through think, a superhero phase uh, when it yeah. came out. Um, but, because this is when it started to really be a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and it and I feel like this is also when a lot of people that weren't in the kind of geeky demographic were getting into Iron Man because they just heard that it was really good and it was really funny and it was just it was the summer movie 
and yeah it just that's that that's the beginning that's how it all started because i think at this point this is when marvel studios actually was a thing because they were like hey we're gonna we're gonna take care of the of of the iron Man. (laughs) we're gonna do it it right but it was like it was more than just a summer movie because this was this was the revival of the marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. but it was also um the rebirth uh, or the 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 uh, in my notes, I wrote the Phoenix rebirth of Robert Downey Jr. Um, you would, yeah, that's movie. true because yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know came that... out like uh, yeah, I I wasn't really aware with him of him, but this movie mm-hmm. um came out right after the movie Charlie Bartlett, um which is a very good movie if you haven't seen it. It's like kind of slice of life. It stars Anton Yelchin. Um, I'm sad, but it stars him Aww. and he does a great job. It stars him and Kat Dennings and. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays the dad slash principal and this was seen as like his re-entry to movies um and Hollywood mm-hmm. kind of because he was he was a bit in infamy from um drug use I believe um yeah I think now this just like put him back on the map Iron Man specifically but I had seen Charlie Bartlett just before so I was a little like aware of who he was and it also came out around the time of my birthday and since then mm-hmm. I've gotten like a Marvel movie every time my birthday's in May so when I was oh, kind of that's so that nice time, right first weekend of may and i'm always just like this is it they mean a lot to me and it's very Mm -hmm. cool to just like having been there to see the start of it and be excited about it and yeah because even i remember the first time i watched it i was like i feel something like something's changing like Mm -hmm. this is this is going to be an exciting thing that's going to happen for the next couple summers of my life and Mm -hmm even all that it just it had such a big impact on so many other things like agent colson he was supposed to be just a one-off character yeah. and he got his own show mm-hmm. and that's just and crazy think, to me i think still some of the avengers like now in the current timeline some of them don't know that he's alive mm-hmm. there's i'm like okay please please i'm waiting for this reunion but, <laughs> It, what's very cool is that this was the start. Obviously, this was a very smart um, and cunning kind of like plan financially to uh, set out a like release a certain set of movies and keep building towards something and getting people excited. Um, and just you kind of Marvel still like raking in the money. They're still planning a ton of movies, but it was very cool that like once these first phase, the first few movies um, like Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, etc were like established they could start plotting out their further storylines and it really is so much like comics like building arcs and building these big events that I don't think other superhero movies had really gotten a hold on to they were more based on okay this is a series we're going to release these three Batman trilogy movies we're going to have the X-Men and I don't know we'll we'll see where they go but it kind of more depended on how well the movie was doing whereas this one this the MCU really has a line of sight and kind of like a vision of where they want this mm-hmm. empire to go. Yeah, you could tell that they had a timeline like yeah. written up somewhere in yeah, some and, office and that also, they were working towards. Mm-hmm. And and they're also creating their own alternate timeline um, mm-hmm. because these are these are this is the these are this character's own comics reality. Um, in the cinematic universe, which is why I think a lot of like, oh, this isn't exactly the same as the comics, or I don't really like how they portrayed this. I kind of like let that roll off my back. Like I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter though, because this mm-hmm. is its own timeline. These are these are the characters and these relationships that we get to see in this alternate 
cinematic reality. It's not going to be matched up with comic stuff, even though it'll have nods to it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, it's cool because it, it's it it just runs in its own comics verse. Exactly. Hate. It's not gonna and be and not comic. only that, like I guess this is something that we could talk about a little bit more once we've gone through the timeline a little bit. I feel like there are fans, and you know, for a long time people used to argue about like people that were only fans of the movies, but mm-hmm. it's like the movies have so much to them that they there's do. you don't. I mean, yeah, it would be cool. Uh, obviously, like if you're interested in this character, you're gonna dive into their comic book run a little bit, but. For the, there's a lot of fans and especially younger fans that they just know everything about the movies mm-hmm. and i'm like man that's like that's enough there's a yeah. lot these these movies were made as introduction pieces i mean i'm not sure of this for sure but they were made as intros for people to have an entry point into these characters and things mm-hmm. and they go off on their own and do their own things they don't have to they give some no, they give nods to comics fans um, mm-hmm. and comics fans can speculate about where it's going to lead based on what we know from the comics but not everything okay everything is canon but not everything's canon Mm-hmm. And things get rewritten, and and different writers come on board for all these. Different yeah, things. and so I mean, it's I interesting to see. <laughs> I just I just like seeing like where it's gonna go, and I like new storylines too. Like mm-hmm. I want to see new stuff. I don't want to see. I don't necessarily want to see like my the same storyline that I've read in comics played out in movies. Um, that being said, of course, I got into comics after the MCU movies, so these are kind of my uh, point of reference for that anyway. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of people that did the same thing. And so, but that's that's another episode for yeah. another time. But basically the like- point is, is there's no wrong way to be a fan. That's my stance. Welcome yes. to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, okay, real quick, kind of like, as an aside, we are work- we are working through this very slowly, and it's mostly my fault also because we just I just keep getting sidetracked because I just love comics and want to talk about them. But no more X Men talk, I promise. All right. Um, so the last thing I wanted to add about Iron Man was I think it was the first time, at least that I remember, that there was post credit scenes. Yes. And oh, that was just yeah. really exciting because it wasn't like something silly or like a blooper or anything. It was like setting up the next thing. Like, cause I think the Iron Man uh, one was something about shield. And so you're yes. just like, Hoo-ah! yes, it was, uh, it was Nick Fury coming to him about. Yes, the exactly. And so you're just like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. And it was also something that was so surprising. Cause I remember it's, because it's, it's word of mouth that you hear about that, mm-hmm. um, especially then before, like, uh, before we got, we have so much social media. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of like, oh, I heard that there's something extra at the end. Oh, we yeah, did they're like, oh, back. if you go see it, stay until after the credits. Mm-hmm. And now and it's just it, like a normal thing. Yeah, <laughs> it led up to a lot of uh, like speculation as well. Like, what does this mean? I don't understand. And then it's also very smart, just a business plan to get people interested in comics. People want to they're curious about this Nick Fury guy and this Avengers mm-hmm. thing. You can kind of read up on it and also get more hyped for the upcoming movies. Yeah, exactly. And so the following year, I think it was like the last day of the year. I know it was like December, but in 2009, that's when Disney bought Marvel. Ah. And that was just like a crazy announcement, at least to me. I was just like, 
that's just so weird. Like I'm so used to them being totally different entities. And now, I mean, now I'm used to it. Like I went to, I went to Disneyland two years ago and there was just like Marvel stuff everywhere. And I was like, this is just, okay, whatever. I guess, I guess Thor is a pretty Disney princess. And in, and in, in 2009, Disney bought Marvel, but they didn't have the rights to Spider-Man yet or the, the MCU didn't. Right, they did not have the rights yet, which I owned by Sony. Mm-hmm, which I feel like I should point out because I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but Spider-Man was an original Avenger, so it was always really weird to be like, "Oh, the, well, they're gonna have Avengers, but Spider-Man won't be in it," and you're like, "Okay," but like, I mean, they eventually fixed it, but at the time, yeah, it still belonged to. Sony and I don't remember what their deal was. I think it was something like they had to remake a they had to make a movie every certain amount of years or something or it would go back to Marvel. But then we got the reboot with um Andrew Garfield. So that was going on. And Gwen Stacy was there. Yeah. <laughs> My girl. She's so cute. They were actually I I I mean cuz I mean, as we found out, they were they they were dating at the time in real life. But like, mm-hmm. I just liked how they talked to each other. They're like on screen chemistry or whatever, because they were just like two dorky kids, and I liked it. I was like, oh, this just feels very high school, and it's nice. Um, so so that was going on, and then so in 2011 is when we got Thor and Captain America mm-hmm. in the same year. And I was excited for both of these. And, well, I was mostly excited for Thor because my roommate had got me into Thor. Like, she would just send me, like, funny panels and stuff mm-hmm. of, like, the silly speech he has and everything. And I was like, Thor is awesome. So then yeah, when the that, movie came out, I was like, this is great. That that movie had a lot of great um, a- alien meets Earth world, like, mm-hmm. culture bits. Like, the when he smashes the cup. And he says, Yeah, that's that's he, so then great. Then they're like, No, Thor, then we don't fucking do that. Be a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um and this was around I the time know. this was yeah, 2011. That's when I I was in college. I just started college and I got a Tumblr and I just remember seeing like freaking Tom Hiddleston everywhere on Tumblr. Yes. <laughs> so many like people. that was definitely the first time that because this was before in, um, in 2012 as well with the avengers as as him as the as the main villain mm-hmm. um, yeah it. like tumblr really likes loki and then they really liked bucky and i yeah. like forgot who bucky was at first i was like who is he and i was like I oh love, yeah he's that guy i love winter soldier bucky i didn't i admit i did not get him in uh in the captain america first movie i was like i don't really i'm not sure because well, i also just, didn't he know he would there. come back so seeing yeah. him again. Winter Soldier is still one of my favorites. Um, oh, Winter Soldier is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's funny though because Loki in the in the comics is such a funny villain. Like Loki mm-hmm. does not give a fuck. Right. And, and Loki him- also like shapeshifts, so sometimes mm-hmm. Loki's a girl. And Loki the thing about Loki is that like in the comics, Loki just does stuff because he thinks it's funny or because it, he's bored. Like he's, he's, he's mischievous. He's not. Yeah, um, he's just mischievous. But I do they like. They made him. They made him like very like scary in the in the Joss Whedon Avengers one. Although then yeah, but I kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah. I I like his, I like his, his black, a lot. Yeah, I like his black sheep 
feeling towards everything. And I was like, this is an interesting take and I, mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, Young Avengers, the comic is on my list to read, followed by um, Loki, the journey into mystery. I've heard mm -hmm. great things about those that kind of has a, a young Loki. I'm curious to see, well, we'll talk about this at the end. Curious to see where the MCU goes with his character and everything. But so after that movie, then we started getting the uh, phase two um, with all the sequels and things. Well, and I, uh, I did you want to say anything about Avengers in general? Oh, I mean, um, it was just kind of like it happened. Yeah, I was like, oh, it happened. I, okay, so I have a bone to pick with Joss Whedon all the fucking time now because he's... <laughs> A mess. I'm really glad he's Which we'll get Buffalo. into in our next episode. I'm so oh, excited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next episode will be Buffy, and I have lots of feelings about that. I'm not going to touch them right now, but okay. So, Avengers. I remember I did, I adored this movie when it came out, though, because it's it's a it's a team movie. It's funny. It's It was like, I imagine what, um, what seeing the first X-Men movie would have been like for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Kind of like seeing a, a group of people all brought together, and you know these characters because they've been established. Um, mm -hmm. the, the the shawarma scene at the end <laughs> I this I I talked about last episode about how I just like seeing superheroes eating breakfast together I love the mundanity of just seeing these costumed super powered individuals doing something very mundane and ordinary and it's um, also like halfway stuff. destroyed yep and they're just like <laughs> man I am so hungry this it's been a day. I recently... Yeah, it was so simple. Like, nobody did anything. Mm -hmm. They just stared at each other. And I just remember thinking it was super funny because everyone in the audience just started laughing. It's like, this is great. This is very relatable. Um, yeah, I, I really like the first Avengers. Um, I think that was a, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a good Joss Whedon kind of like product, I guess. Age of Ultron is another thing. I think, I think probably the first Avengers movie was the last time I... Uh, had good feelings about him maybe but mm -hmm. he has not he just his storytelling has not grown as the time has grown anyway yeah. um so yeah then we got all the sequels um Winter yeah, Soldier, so... of the galaxy uh which which revived my my love for the superhero genre and mm -hmm. I, I say i say genre but i i really don't think superhero movies should be considered a genre. yeah it's not really a genre i just don't know how else to like explain it because it does have a different feel from other types of movie plots i suppose and so i just call it genre it's not really a genre yeah but yeah. so but, just to clarify we'll just we'll just call it that for now but um being able to see style films the st yeah superhero style films um taking on different spins um with winter soldier and also with captain america we got superhero movies but kind of as a period piece um, mm -hmm. also unrelated, but, uh, Wonder Woman also kind of fits that, um, period piece kind of genre style. God, I love that movie. Um, I know. Guardians, of I have a lot of about that movie. Guardians of the Galaxy really was able to bring fun back into superhero movies, mm -hmm. I feel like. It was very... It was a lot of anti-heroes, mm -hmm. and, and those are them. always very awesome funny. Soundtracks. Those soundtracks were so good. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ant-Man also, uh, I think Ant-Man is very underrated. I also really enjoyed Ant-Man too. But the first Ant-Man movie um, is very much a, uh, oh, what was the word? Hang on. Um, it's very much a heist movie, uh, mm -hmm. which I think was very cool to see. I remember it took me a while to see the first Ant-Man movie, actually, because I used to, I would see all the movies um, right when they came out. But I was very upset after Avengers that um, Black Widow hadn't gotten her own movie. 
mm-hmm. now I feel differently and I, I will get to that in a moment but I was very annoyed that she doesn't get her own movie we don't have a female-led superhero movie like it's ridiculous that it's taken this long when the MCU empire is this big um so when I heard that Ant-Man was getting a movie I was outraged I was like Ant-Man mm-hmm. that's so okay literally it's so stupid they do make jokes in the movie like your name's Ant-Man and I love him now but I remember having a conversation with one of my only uh comics friends in college and he was like no Ant-Man's actually very cool and tried to convince yeah me too but I was still just the the audacity that Black Widow <laughs> doesn't get her own movie is ridiculous. And then of course we've got um there's there was that movie that came out with Jennifer Lawrence, recently, Red, Sparrow. Red Sparrow, which is basically a Black Widow movie. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a Black Widow movie. Yeah, and now they do have a Black Widow movie in the works, I believe. I I, I think it's still greenlit. Um, but I at this point don't care. I also don't care for Je- for Scarlett Johansson. I think she has picked a lot of bad roles that were. Yeah, she got a little messy. She got a little messy. Recently, she was uh, cast as a trans man in a movie, which she has now backed down from. And I am thankful that she at least has the sense to to do to back down from that. But her role in in like like Ghost in the Shell, I have not seen that movie. But yeah, I refuse to see that movie. Yeah, it's just just I I, my feelings are basically I'm sure it's very cool to look at, but I just it just. No, it's just no. disappointing. She was in this movie called Lucy, where she was like, "Oh, a that was Black so Widow. stupid too." Yeah, she's like a Black Widow superhero, whatever. But she well, the whole basis is that she can use a hundred percent of her brain. Yeah, that's that like if you use a hundred percent of your brain, it will shut down. <laughs> that alone is stupid. There are lots of very stupid, like tack 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 hacker voice I'm in stuff. But she like goes to Asia and then beats up a lot of Asian people, and that's like it's just very, it's very icky and very much a white woman feminist anyway um so at the time i was not pumped for ant-man but then i saw it later and i was like this is actually very delightful and i i really i think ant-man's one of my favorite um superheroes now but- yeah because during this um this phase two which was in the uh roughly 2013 and 2015 there were a lot of sequels that i still have not seen because i started to get kind of exhausted because they were just pumping out movies like crazy and so that's what i felt like with the anime movie i thought that they were just like why not we can just make it real quick and throw it out there and i was just like no one cares about ant-man and then everyone was like no actually it's super funny and i was like oh i still think it's pretty underrated but yeah. it, it's nice because Phase 2 really got to embrace more of the the genre, testing the limits of what superhero movies could be. Mm-hmm. However, still very lacking, still very white, male-centric. Uh, Age of Ultron happened, I guess. That, so that was a thing. And then that was the end of Phase 3. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I was so exhausted, dude. Like, I just I, I just read up on it, and I was like, okay, that's fine. So but, like... Love is a Scarlet Witch movie. I think, yes. I think we should have had that I feel like before she's the new Infinity War. Right now. Yes. I feel like we should have had that after Ultron, before Infinity War. But when I saw Age of Ultron, it's whatever. I... Okay, I'm going to say two things. One, I don't like that they, the stupid language joke at the beginning, um, they're running around as a team and Captain America, uh, they're cursing. I think Tony Stark says shit or something, but Captain Mm -hmm. America says language, like watch your mouth. And they all, they all rag on him for it. They're all like dogpiling, like, are you serious? Language, (laughs) ha ha ha. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's kind of funny, 
team bonding moment, I guess. But Captain America wouldn't care what language you use. Like he was a soldier. He he curses, I'm sure. He's also like extremely like conscientious of other people. He'd be like, hey, you want to curse? Like, I don't care. Maybe it's not my thing, but I don't care. That being said, I totally think it would be his thing. So it was a stupid joke. Anyway, Joss Whedon, whatever. But <laughs> I remember seeing that movie and I picked up on the, I love monster boyfriend tropes. So uh-huh. I picked up on the Scarlet Witch and Vision um, romance early on. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a scene where they, there's a crash in a subway when they're in this, um, Sarkovia is the big, is the city that they end up destroying. It was lifted into the air and it gets destroyed, um, which is why Age of Ultron is very significant to Civil War and the the kind of plot line that MCU is taking. And I do mm-hmm. like it as a plot line, um, plot, plot device, but the movie itself is not very good. But um, Vision picks her up in the subway scene and he's like carrying her out of it and she looks up at him and there's a, there, I really like their chemistry. And there's just a moment, a hint that I was like, oh, I, I like them. I like this woman and her like science robot boyfriend program boyfriend immortal being guy. Yeah. Um, and so having seen that and then seeing them a bit in Civil War and then and then again in Infinity War, I was able to pick up on that. However, I think that their relationship is very underdeveloped because we see hints of it, but it seems to take a very big leap from Civil War where they're kind of like flirting and like he enters her room like through the wall or something and she's like Viz, what did I say about that? And he's like, oh, I don't understand human customs. I love that stuff too. Um, to Infinity War where they are on the run and um, star-crossed lovers. They should, should have had a movie in between there. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a lot about Scarlet Witch that I just don't know. I'm not very familiar with her. Um, her brother Quicksilver dies in Age of Ultron. Uh, mm-hmm. Dies, quote unquote. He's definitely going to come back, I think. You know those speedy guys. They're yeah, because I remember. Yeah, those, I remember. Like, oh, somebody dies, and I thought it was somebody. I mean, right? I but thought it was somebody a little more important. Exactly. They didn't and like, oh, care about him enough. It is a Joss Whedon movie, so like, he didn't let us care about Quicksilver enough. If she had had her own movie, maybe we could have had flashbacks to like her and her brother, and then his death would be more sad or something. But again, Marvel's like, oh, what are female-led movies? I can't even remember. I can't even remember like how much they've talked about them. Like they show up. Didn't they just show up and they're like, here they are. I know the answer to this. They are in Age of Ultron as kind of villains, and then she comes mm-hmm. on the other side. Um, but they are at the very end of, I believe it's the Gardens of the Galaxy movie or Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, at the it's end Winter, of Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, because yeah. I remember they're like in their little cages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hidden in the cages, and then in Gardens of the Galaxy, they kind of hint at, I guess, Infinity Stones. I think, but it's kind of related. Yeah, I haven't watched it in so long. I really want to rewatch it. I think it's on Netflix. Yes, the actually I think the second one is on Netflix. Oh, that's right. Not the I want to watch the first one. I also really enjoy the second one though. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to part one of the Marvel episode of Generation Fangirl. We are going to start talking about Civil War and Phase 3, which is basically Civil War 2 and Infinity Wars. And that's all a lot of stuff we have to talk about because it's all very recent. So we have a lot of feelings about them. So check out part two to hear the rest of this conversation between me and Carl. And we will see you next time. Bye!